I'm, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. That's actually really important because, like, if I buy a jig for my machine and I get comfortable with it, jig or whatever, right? Okay, yeah. Um, and we can't I call it a jig. We have to right, call it a sorry, wind a wind lighter. Proof, thank you, a windproof <laughs> lighter. I'll, I'll like bleep that out during the episode. Um, a windproof lighter jig, and I need a jig for a bottle opener. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to have like. 50 different jigs from 50 different companies with 50 different design aesthetics. Right. You know, like that, that's, it's, it's weird. So I don't, I don't think that there's a problem with producing, you know, jigs that already exist on the marketplace. I totally understand where you're coming from, where you, you don't want to introduce unnecessary competition, but if somebody right. liked your style and that's what laser engraving is, right? It's style. If somebody, if somebody likes your style, man, uh, you know, and then they go to your shop and they're like, ah, oh, he doesn't make the bottle opener jigs. And then you get like, you have to go out and you start getting like a mixed match set, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. As, as a yeah, consumer, I, I, that drives me crazy. I agree with crazy. you 100%. Yeah, as a consumer, that drives me crazy. I hate that. watch this live do you oh <laughs> no not not live no hey everybody what's up it's alex over at laser everything you're listening to the laser source podcast the number one podcast if you're looking to grow or scale your laser business we have a really special guest with us today james brewer longtime lma member uh innovator and businessman he's got a lot of stuff going on and we're really excited to have you on the podcast today james thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to join us thanks for having me guys it's um it's a real honor to be here yeah awesome and uh, of course boyce is here with me today what's up boyce how you doing man hey i'm surviving I made it. So um, I'm just going to jump right into it. I want to get some of the uh, the basic stuff out of the way. I mean, do you want to just like introduce yourself to the audience real quick? Let them know like what you do, what you don't. Okay. Well, es- essentially, um, I got into laser engraving about probably the beginning of COVID, and it it all transpired. Um, I was actually I had um, laser envy. Uh, a good friend of mine called me up one day um, and said, hey, I need you to speak to a friend of mine. He's got a laser and he doesn't know how to work it. And mm. so long story short, he got a laser for nothing. It was a 130 watt CO2 laser, and but it was wired for 220. And where he lived, the house that he lived in didn't have 220 service where he wanted uh, the laser to be. And he's asking me, well, can I buy a transformer to change the voltage, this, that, and the other? And I said, well, you really don't need to do that. Just replace the power supplies for 110 source power supplies. Cause as we all know, on the back side of the power supply, it's all DC. Right. So it's pretty much just the, anyway. So when I asked him how much he paid for it, and he told me the story about how he got it for nothing and this, that, and the other, I thought to myself, well, you know, I've wanted a CO2 laser. I've been doing CNC uh, woodcraft uh, with the CNC routing machine, and I wanted to get into the lasers. I had a diode laser, and, you know, they're fun, but uh, I wanted to get into one of the big boys, if you will. Yeah, sure. And so, essentially, I went on a mission to find somebody that had a broken laser or something that, you know, needed a little TLC, if you know, for a decent price. And I ended up finding um, some plans online from a guy in New Zealand, a uh, company or websites, furtherfabrication.com. 
Okay. I bought the plant. I bought the plants for 15 bucks and um, I won't call it lucky, but as luck would have it, uh, COVID started and, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's on lockdown, this, that, and the other. So I essentially built a uh, 75 watt CO2 laser with a two foot by four foot cutting area. Mm-hmm. And then as I got into that, I started to find videos online for fiber laser engraving. And I really wanted to get into that. Right. And I, I, Alex, I give you a lot of credit for my success because um, prior to purchasing my fiber laser, I watched, I think, all but two of your videos cool. that you had at the time. Yeah. And that really sealed the deal for me. Um, I do a lot of research when I get into anything. And so having watched like I said, all but two of your, your videos, um, it, it gave me the confidence to say, I can do this and I'm not going to have a problem spending upwards of $3,000 to buy a fiber laser right. and be successful with it. Because the last thing I want to do is spend that kind of money and then fail. And yeah, you know, cause nobody likes to fail. So with that, and again, I give you all the credit for my success, um, with the fiber laser, because when I got my laser back in, well, this October will be a year since I got it. Um, cool. Yeah. I literally took it out of the box, set it up, plugged everything in, made sure the computer connected to it properly. And in two hours, I was engraving successfully and I was having really good marks on all the different materials that I was trying. And again, because of the LMA, which actually when I joined, it was still a Patreon site. Right. Old. Yeah. So throwback Thursday. <laughs> right. And so yeah. as again as luck would have it the 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 laser that i purchased was a 30 watt jpt which i don't need to tell anybody that that's downloaded the the parameters file knows that those parameters are based on that laser which you have right so being lucky enough to to accidentally buy a laser that matched yours all the parameters were pretty much spot on there was only a few of them that i had to adjust um and just again mary very minor tweaks to the uh, parameters table mm-hmm. and successfully marking all kinds of things. Yeah. And um, so I, I was fooling around with it uh, between October and February. So what is that? Uh, roughly four months. I was fooling around with it. And then I got really, really involved with the LMA when you went full steam. And I, I watched the episode where you literally turned off your website oh yeah this is a good and, time. and your retail operation and i'm like you know what this is this is just amazing and and then slowly things evolved and um again watching one of your videos and, and one of your tutorials on how to figure out focal length I, I i watched you use the focal stick and i'm like well wait a minute i've got a co2 laser i can make one of those right and i did and, and i did and and you and I exchanged a few messages and emails and I actually got your design file and I, I tweaked it a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, and then we spoke about, you know, Hey, would you mind if I sold these on an Etsy store? And that was really the first product in my Etsy store, aside from some powder coated tumblers. Yeah. And believe it or not, I haven't sold a single powder coated tumble on my, Etsy. I, 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 I believe Etsy it. Store. Yeah. Uh, I mean, saturated, right? <laughs> it, it, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. there are so many people making them. I, I yeah. actually sell more to my friends than I do anywhere else. Sure. But, um, you so know, do it, you, do you have, do you have like a full-time gig that you do that isn't laser yes. engraving? Yeah. Oh, yes. So what uh, is that? 
I, I, I work for the federal government. Um, okay, I've, cool. I've been an employee with them for 24 years now and um, got about four years left before I have to retire. Gotcha. Um, I'm, I'm in one of those jobs where you have a mandatory retirement age. So, right, right, right. But yeah, so that's, that's pretty much my, my full-time gig. Um, and I got into the, I, I started the Etsy store with the idea that um, I want to have something established, you know, uh, in business since 2022 right. um, kind of a thing. So, you know, four years down the road when I don't have a regular job, I can say, well, you know, I've been, I've been around for five years. Yeah. I've existed. Yeah. You're yeah, not, exactly. you're not starting from scratch the second you retire and then you exactly. have to build up. You've got the momentum already. Exactly. And that was exactly, that's exactly what the plan was. Right. Uh, or where is, I should say not was. Um, yeah. And, and it's funny too, because in, in the big thing for me, and I, and I want to stress this again, you know, uh, the LMA channel and and your YouTube channel um, are a big part of why I've been successful. And um, the fiber, uh, the focal sticks for the fiber lasers um, was my, my intention still is, or my drive is to give back to the community because not everybody has access to a CO2 type laser to cut out those sticks yeah. and they're super helpful. And so helpful. Yeah, it's it's night and day, especially when I mean, I don't need to tell you, you know, yeah. I learned it from you. So but yeah. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I think it's important, too, that the uh, you know, we we make it super clear right now, like the focal sticks are super easy to make. It's two rectangles. Right. That's and, exactly like, you it. Need to cut it out. You could do it with a saw. You could do it with like literally anything. I Sometimes I tell people to get uh, like like just a dowel rod and just cut yeah. it the right length. And that can be a focal stick. But that said, but uh, some people just don't want to deal with it. You know, some yeah. people just want to like type two numbers into a computer and then have it like show up at their door. And uh, I, I feel like a lot of people have ordered your focal sticks. Is that going pretty well? Yeah, um, I, I can. Let me just. Uh, I don't want to. I don't know what's going to happen if I click on that tab. Can you guys still see me? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. And, uh, I'm, I'm going to do pull, pull up uh, the page if you don't mind, so we can take yeah. a look at it. Um, yeah, there's actually talking to him too. There's actually I, people that are uh, in the comments saying they 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 bought your sticks. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, like in the in the, in the thing. Yes, yeah, so we have here's this page with some of your uh, jig, uh, what the hell am I trying to think? Jigs, yeah. Yep. Jigs, yep. jigs or uh, fixtures, depending upon what school you went to. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So local sticks. So. To date, um, you know, uh, the Etsy store, we we probably average, well, not probably, we do average um, about $1,000 in sales a month. And it's, it's only something that um, I really only get into maybe two or three days a week or two or three evenings, I should say. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of listings there that, uh, well, no, one listing in particular that, that Etsy took down. I don't know why, but anyway. Um, so to answer the question, the the focal sticks um, to date, we've made we we've taken a hundred and thirty four orders so far. Amazing. Um, and quite a few of those orders have been for multiple sticks. Good, good. good so good, you good. know, Etsy doesn't really give me a breakdown as to actually how many sticks we've made. They just right. they do it by order. So right. Um, Hey, that's great. KJ or KG. Sorry. Um, yes. Yeah. He bought one of yours. That's awesome. Yep. And you know, funny, it's, uh, our first customer ever 
um, awesome. was a um, is an LMA member and actually asked me to send him the sticks and, and sent me money via PayPal, if I remember correctly, um, through the website, not, not, not even on Etsy. And, yeah. and, and that's really kind of what got me going and kind of pushed the, um, the button for me, so to speak. And, and my youngest daughter also, she was, she was a big influence. She's like, you got to do this. People create people who are paying crazy money for the silliest things that that cost nothing to make, and it was just one of those things where, yeah, okay, what's the well, worst that can happen? I mean, I mean, take it from me uh, because this is me exactly. Some people have money and some people have time. Uh, mm -hmm. You rare, you rarely have both, right? Um, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not like working three hours a week. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, so, you're not. No. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm extremely busy. If there is a small problem, like something like a focal stick, for example, uh, you know, and I was a different person in a different situation. I would, that's a problem I would throw money at like, be, you know, simple things that you can just kind of throw money at that problem, make it go away. You know, uh, that, th that's the, that's the headspace people are in. Of course, anybody could craft one of these things, but it's absolutely, is it worth your time or is there something that you could spend your time, you know, doing something more important. And I think for a lot of these guys, since our community is entrepreneurs and creators, right? There's, there's probably something more important that a lot of these guys could be doing with their time. And, uh, this is a very simple thing to just kind of throw your money at. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's, that's actually one of our many mottos in the shop is, uh, time is money. Yeah. And, you know, I, I can spend 15, 20 minutes designing something in another half hour or 45 minutes cutting it out or order it from Bob's shop for 15 bucks and have it in a couple of days uh, with the mail. And yeah. so it's time is money. And, you know, honestly, everybody, everybody has their own wheelhouse and they know what they're good at. And, you know, if you can rely on others as part of the community to support each other, then by all means do so. Um, I've, I've bought stuff that I've seen on um, the laser everything channel. Matter of fact, when you did the uh, made by members video mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you showcased um, a few of our products. And then there was another gentleman um, that makes race car parts, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yep. I bought one of his um, framing jigs. Oh, the variable fence yes. gates. Yeah, Absolutely. Those are so cool. Those are so cool. The uh, I've actually chatted with him, you know, via text message quite a few times now. And one of the things that I'm waiting for, and and I'm I think it's going to put me out of the laser stick business for people that can afford it. But he's coming up with an electronic auto focusing mechanism that basically sits on the Galvo head, and mm. basically determines the you know I don't I don't I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but it, it's essentially it's a focusing device. Um, that bolts onto the to the galvo head. Well, and, you know, too, I I really like focal sticks specifically. So there there are autofocus modules mm -hmm. on some of these machines. They, that exists. Yeah. Um, and and I you know I really like. There's two things that I can't stand the uh, the electric Z axis, motorized Z axis yeah. with the buttons. I Thanks hate forever. that. Drives me nuts. It's slow and it's not. You know, I, I just I don't feel like it's ac accurate. And then um, autofocus. I hate autofocus because laser engraving is 50 percent science, man. But it's 50 percent art. And like depending on how you've got, you know, your your item jigged or how you have things set up, uh, you, you might want the focus just like a half millimeter higher or a half millimeter lower. And the second you plug an autofocus system into something that becomes 
way more difficult and it takes that kind of like human touch out of it i guess if you're if you're brand new if you're really new right and you just want it to be perfect every time like autofocus is great but for uh, the crowd that is like me that's been doing this for a while uh that like takes a huge chunk of like control out of the equation whereas with something like a focal stick or like a physical depth gauge right uh i can see where the correct focus is and then i can give a little or take a little or, or do whatever i need to do uh you know during my process and i value that so i, I definitely think there's always going to be a market for focal sticks because i know i'm not the only person that's that crazy yeah i've, well, I've got to. i'm sorry go ahead boys let's say i got a question but what kind of lasers do you have so I've, I've actually got quite a few. Um, I actually started all of my maker-ing, if you will, if, if that's even a, fra a term, um, probably about 2009, I started out with 3D printers. And um, I actually... Yeah, I, I actually got really good at it, um, you know, programming Marlin firmware and, you know, learning, learning all of the Gerbil commands that you need to learn. And... Um, it, it was it, it was a borderline sickness and um, but I got so good at it that there's a professional organization that I belong to through work and they actually asked me to teach a class on the introduction of 3d printing and of course you know back in 2009 2010 it was it was basically an emerging technology for the at the consumer level um, you know you could get a decent sized printer for about three grand ish depending on where you went uh, the, um, the first consumer-grade machine that I purchased uh, for work was a, uh, a MakerBot. But mm -hmm. prior to that, I had built a couple of i3 Prusas, and um, the MakerBot was kind of a, a little bit quicker, a little bit easier, yep. Not, yep. not so muckfudgery that you had to do with it, and not, not a lot of mucking about or fannying about, as my British friends would say. Um, and then so... After getting into that and, and doing a few classes for them, they actually asked me and a friend of mine, could you guys do a build class where the students would sit down and build a 3D printer? And so we engineered uh, based off the Prusa model. Um, instead of a single frame, we used a dual frame, uh, which made it a lot more rigid and basically kept it from shaking itself to death. Mm -hmm. um, that went off really well. And a few years after that, I got into CNC routing machines, and it's basically the same thing, like uh, um, like like X Carve kind of exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah okay, my, cool. my my first class, my first machine was an X Carve. Now it's an EX Carve X. Get it? Mm -hmm. Like ex-wife, but yeah, it, gotcha. It, so the only thing that's the original machine on that now is the uh, the base frame. Everything else oh. has been heavily <laughs> modified and upgraded. It's yeah. got a water. It's got a it's got a 24,000 RPM water-cooled spindle on it. Whoa. Um, yeah, I, I can cut uh, reliably quarter-inch aluminum plate with it, and it, it doesn't even it doesn't even know it's there. It's on. Right. It's it's, it's kind of unreal. Right. So um, when I got the X Carve, a friend of mine um, said, "Hey, I bought a um, a laser module for my X Carve. I don't want it anymore. I don't like lasers. Do you want it?" And mm. I said. Well, sure. How much? Because nothing's free. Right. And um, anyway, so he said, I don't know. I, I'll give it to you for 400 bucks. Okay. Brand new. It was 800 bucks. And I think he told me he had like two hours on it. So essentially it's a brand new laser. So that was my, that was a seven watt diode laser. Um, and after I got 
really comfortable with that, I decided to convert one of the 3D printers that I had uh, from that build class mm-hmm. into a diode laser. So it was a little bit smaller form factor, um, but the same amount of accuracy and whatnot. I put a five watt laser on that. Yeah. And then so fast forward to the beginning of COVID, I built my own CO2 laser and mm-hmm. it's a um, it doesn't use a, a DSP controller um, like most people have on their uh, CO2 lasers. Uh, mine is actually Gerbil based. Oh, OK. Um, and I use are, are we allowed to drop product name here? Yeah, I use the uh, the open builds controller, the black box controller specifically. OK, sweet. So um, and and. That particular controller is it, when it was built. It it was built for versatility. It can be a CNC plasma table. It can be a water jet cutter. It can be um, a CNC router cutter. It can. So it's kind of it's kind of like uh, honey. I blew up the the CO two or uh, the K forty, right? Honey, I blew up the K forty. Exactly. It, yeah. it, it's it's essentially that. Um, and part of my EX carve X carve. Mm-hmm. Um, is uh, I replaced the, the stock controller with a black box controller gotcha. so that I could take advantage of using the water-cooled spindle and turning on a VFD and controlling a water pump and an air assist and all that fun stuff right. uh, with one controller and their um, platform software for controlling it. It's um, I, I really love it. Um, I still teach CNC classes to the professional organization I mentioned earlier. And the... Um, I'm a very huge proponent of their software because a it's open source and it's free and b the user interface is so it's elegant but it's very simple but it's very complete at the same time it's got a lot of built-in wizards and whatnot um you could use it for a co2 laser of course i use lightburn because everybody knows lightburn is the bomb.com yep can't believe i just said that on youtube it's all good <laughs> but um yeah so um couple of diode lasers, uh, 75-watt CO2, 30-watt JPT, mm-hmm. um, fiber laser. The, uh, the the JPT, are you, was that an EasyCAD 2 model? So are you, are you burning on that now too? So um, work's been busy for me. Uh, sure. We just got done with our national conference. And so I was away for two weeks. I actually had to pause my, or put my Etsy store in vacation mode, which I never did and didn't understand right. how it worked. But yeah. for for, for 11 days, I was offline and not selling anything. But as soon as I hit the, the go button, it, uh, they came in. I, yeah. I I was busy for a few days. But that being said, um, I've been remiss. I, I have, I've watched a video on the Lightburn Galvo series that you've done. Mm-hmm. And um, the um, I just haven't had time. Yeah, yeah, for and, sure. And I'm slowly getting back to it now where... Um, the, you know, I had a health issue where I, I literally, I had shingles. And guys, if, if you haven't gotten the shingles vaccine, go get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's it sucks. Yeah. It sucks really bad. And I'm on the tail end of it right now. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if, you, if you have had it, you know what I've been dealing with for the last three weeks. Um, but anyway, so aside from all of that, I'm it, it's on my radar. It's on the whiteboard learn light burn for galvo worst worst case scenario right in four years you just do the ultimate laser everything binge session right and just i i could do it again yeah um (laughs) no but my my plan is um uh starting on thursday because tomorrow's kind of a heavy day at work but starting on thursday uh when i get finished with work i'm i'm gonna sit down and do the um the galvo series because 
yeah, easy CAD. There's nothing easy about it, but once you learn all the tricks and all the, oh, we'll call them workarounds, mm-hmm. because of their lack of. Oh, I don't know what's the word we should use on this. Their lack of um, foresight. No, not foresight. Um, their lack of creativity in their software. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if you're using the 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 free public version, the no dongle version, there's a lot of radio buttons at the top that you don't see. There's no labels on them or nothing, but they're there. And if you hover over them, you can actually see the gray button outline itself. And if you know approximately where the button is, you can click it and it'll do something. Yeah. It's, but again, that's the, the, the little nuances and then the workarounds that right. you have to kind of sort out. So I'm still comfortable enough with it and I'm still getting, believe it or not, I'm still getting orders for stuff that I have to fiber laser engrave. And because I don't know the light burn for Galvo as well as I know the EasyCAD, um, I haven't made the jump, but it is on the, it is. I've already purchased a copy of it. It's on the machine. Yeah. Um, I just need to, I just need to sit down and do it. Yeah. Yeah. And we, uh, we do have Kyle hanging out back here in the studio. So I'm going to bring him in too, so we can hang out with Kyle too. What's up, Kyle? How you doing, man? Hey. Hey, Kyle. How you doing, buddy? Good to see you, man. Good. Good to meet you. Thank you. And uh, pleasure to meet you as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, the nice thing about switching to Lightburn for Galvo is that it's still an easy CAD controller in your machine. So you're still sending the same commands. Lightburn just puts them in easier to read and understand places. But the way the machine works isn't changing. No, no, no. So um, it's what if you've taken the time to learn easy CAD. And I know some of you guys still haven't switched over. If you're taking the time to learn easy CAD, uh, I don't I wouldn't consider that like wasted time. You you can carry that stuff with you over to Lightburn for Galvo and use that knowledge. It's directly applicable to what you're doing with Lightburn for Galvo. So uh, if you guys are on the fence, come on. <laughs> for a while. No, but it but in all seriousness, um, anybody that's listening, um, if you're just getting into fiber lasers and you're still having trouble with EasyCAD. I, Alex has said it a hundred times in his videos, and I'm sure Kyle has said it too. Um, just stop what you're doing. Take your hands off the EasyCAD. Don't touch the EasyCAD. Switch to Lightburn. Watch the videos. Yeah. I haven't done it, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, the interface, I mean, the, the trace image feature in Lightburn is worth the price of admission all by itself. Right. Without a doubt. You grab any black and white image on the internet and Alex has shown it. Kyle has shown it um, in their videos on um, the different projects that they've been doing on. And it's so simple. And, you know, the cost of light burn versus a couple of months of Adobe Illustrator. It's kind of a no brainer, guys. Um, And it's a very simple interface that you can use offline. You do not need to be connected to the Internet. So, you know, road trip, whatever you can do it. And, And it's it's worth it saved me so much time. And I've shown other people how to do it. And they're like, oh, my God, this is so simple. Why didn't I know this? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have a couple of questions for you really quick before we sure. move on. Uh, I'm wondering if you will understand the context of this question. Smokery12 says, what do you think about Shark? <laughs> and if you could give, give us some context, that'd be great. So um, essentially, everybody's familiar with the Austin Powers movies. And you yeah. got Shark. Wait, there we go sharks with freaking Freaking lasers lasers on their head yeah so that's basically what that boils down to um that that's that's one of my friends um 
that I, I, noti- I notified a couple of guys. They're like, hey, I'm going to be on YouTube. Nice. Cool. Please watch me. Hit the like button. And, so, and if you uh, like, subscribe as well. So what's the what's the answer? What How do we feel about shark? Oh, well, it's sharks with freaking lasers. I mean, sharks it's as simple as lasers. that. Got it's as simple as that. Um, Boba the Fets wanted to throw in. I have the Open Builds controller, also 9N, uh, a work B CNC machine. I, I'm I'm thinking that that 9N is on a work B CNC machine. Oh, gotcha, so gotcha. Essentially, he bought a work B that had a a very basic, not so great uh, gerbil based controller, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm guessing what he's done is that uh, he's converted his to the Open Builds controller just be just for the simple fact that it's a it's extremely small form factor. If you're familiar with the um, the 35 amp. 24 volt DC mean well power supplies yeah. and their and their form factor and their size. The open builds controller is designed to stack on top of that. Oh, nice. Okay. So it's the same size and it's uh, the same physical size, and it's so easy to work with. It it really is. And and the the community over there at Open Builds, they're very responsive to um, bugs in the software and they jump right on it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been bugs that I've reported and they were fixed on the same day. Yeah, and I wish so, I wish I had time to get into like this these other maker technologies because they're so interesting to me, and I know that I could wrap my head around it if I had the time. And it's just this is a full time gig, you know. I my brain is like full with lasers, uh, so maybe I don't know after I retire or something, I'll see what we have out at that point. But uh, you know, this stuff's so cool. And uh, another question for you from Michael James will the 86 millimeter by 54 millimeter business cards fit in the RFID wallet engraving jig you're selling no they won't um but we're in the process of designing our own business card jig I, again I hate to take away from you know anybody else's thunder um there's just been I, I again I, I I go back to all of the support that and and, and the supports come in many ways but all of the 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 free information and the the very what's the word I want to use non judgmental answers I've been given for questions mm-hmm. asked in the community and you know how it is there's some oh, places yeah. like on Facebook you know you can ask the simplest question like um, you know how many licks does it take to get to the center of a tootsie roll tootsie pop and there's always that one asshole that you know just gives you the crappiest answer and just takes all the wind out of your sails. Um, and then, you know, some of the answers are sarcastic and, and funny. And, and if you read them correctly, they, you know, that's what they are. But sure. there's some people that, you know, can get hurt, yeah. if you will, um, by, off. yeah, turned off. Exactly. Turned off. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and so again, I go back to when I got into all of this, I got a lot of support and I didn't get turned off. I got a lot of great answers and, it was beneficial to me. And so, you know, that's my big thing is that I'd, I'd like to give back to this community as much as possible. And so when I say I'm not, I don't want to steal somebody's thunder. If somebody else is making a business card jig, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Because I mean, if you look at some of the jigs that I have and Alex, Alex, you, you told me this, I, I asked you the question specifically. It's like, Hey, you know, there's other guys that are doing flask jigs and coin jigs and PMAG jigs and this, that, and the other, um, you know, for the, the LMA store and you're like, well, you know, Walmart doesn't only sell one brand of weed eaters. You know, they sell five. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. That's actually really important because like if I buy a jig for my machine and I get comfortable with it,
jig or whatever, right? Okay, yeah. Um, but we can't I call it a jig. We have to right, call it a sorry, wind a windproof. Thank you. A windproof lighter. I'll, I'll like bleep that out during the episode. Um, a windproof lighter jig. And I need a jig for a bottle opener. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to have like 50 different jigs from 50 different companies with 50 different design aesthetics. Right. You know, like that. That's, it's it's weird. So I don't, I don't think that there's a problem with producing you know, jigs that already exist on the marketplace. I totally understand where you're coming from, where you, you don't want to introduce unnecessary competition but if somebody right. likes your style and that's what laser engraving is right it's style if somebody, if somebody likes your style man uh you know and then they go to your shop and they're like ah oh, he doesn't make the bottle opener jigs and then you get like you have to go out and you start getting like a mix match set like that kind of stuff yeah. as, as a yeah, consumer i, I, that drives I agree me with crazy. you 100 yeah as a consumer that drives me crazy i hate that so um, you know, I, I, I get where you're coming from, man, but I, especially on small ticket items like these, you know, we're not talking about making a competing autofocus module that took, you That's know, fair. X number of thousands of dollars and, and months and months and months to develop. We're talking about like a, you know, it's a jig. It's like it, a focal, it, it's, it's a focal stick. You know what I mean? Like it is. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and I've thought about it quite a bit and it, and it's funny that he asked about, you know, is it, is it the same size as the RFID jig? Um, the RFID wallet jig. Mm. Um, I'll make one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if, if, if guys want to buy one, I'll make a, um, a, a metal business card jig for the, the 86 by 54 millimeter uh, metal business cards. And um, the, the, the biggest issue when, when designing jigs is trying to figure out how big a lens the, you know, the people are going to need to use for right. the jig. And, and most of the jigs that we make, um, you'll need a 200 millimeter lens um, mm -hmm. just because of the size of the items, right. you know, the, the PMAG jig and the, the AR-15 uh, lower and upper jigs that we make, those require a big lens. But like the, the coin jigs that we just started uh, producing, those are designed for a 110 or a 70 millimeter lens. They'll work just fine underneath those lenses. Yep. Um, and those were added to our store, by the way. Um, I got a message from a guy on Facebook and he said, hey, I understand you make jigs. Can you make one for these size coins? And I'm like, sure. Yeah. And so I, I cranked them out in a day and I sent him pictures. He's like, oh, those look great. Send them to me. I'll, I'll send you the money. And boom, I did. And then I put it on. I'm sorry. No, let me back up. Um, he liked them. He liked the design layout. So I said, okay, to, to make the whole shipping and purchasing side for you a lot easier, I'll just create an Etsy listing. And I left it up. Right. Sure. And, because you already and, did the R&D, right? You already created absolutely. the product. Absolutely. And yeah. I, had picture, I had pictures of it and everything else. Yeah. So I left it up. And sure enough, a week later, I got two more orders. Mm -hmm. And so I, I'll do the same thing uh, with the RFID jig. I'm sorry for not the, the RFID jig, the um, a jig for the metal business cards. We'll yep. design one that fits under. I'll try to get as close to 110 as possible. It's kind of hard because you know they're 86 millimeters wide, but if I stack them vertically, I can I can definitely get two of them underneath a 110. Um, actually, no, not a 110. It'd have to be a 150. So we'll probably design it for a 120. I'm sorry, a, a 200 or a 220 lens, so that across the board you know it, it's it's hard to make a, a a business card jig that does one at a time because it's, if you've ever done one at a time and you get an order for a hundred of them 
it takes a while. Yeah. Um, I actually, I bought a metal jig from uh, 17, 713 Makers or 710. Yep. We love them. Great site. Yeah. 713. The, yeah. So I, I bought their um, their guide rail kit. That's what I call it. I, I don't know what they what they call it exactly. And I also bought one of their business card jigs. And yep. when I was first making business cards, I started using those. And then I got an order for a decent number of them. And I thought, wow, that's going to take a while, one at a time. Yeah. And I found a guy on Facebook that makes a 3D printed, call it a turret for lack of a better term, that clamps into the rotary. Mm-hmm. And it basically spins six cards. And he's also got a 10 card model, or I'm sorry, an eight card model. Yes, exactly. Right, on the right. camera, stupid thing. So it rotates like this. And the one that I purchased is a, a six slot. And he also makes an eight slot. Wow, and um, it didn't cost a lot of money. I mean, I've got 3D print. I have several 3D printers. A lot of the jigs that we sell are printed uh, with 3D printers, mm-hmm. and um, this thing had to take a substantial amount of time to print. Now, I'm, I would guess somewhere in the neighborhood of six to eight hours, which, mm-hmm. you know, for a 3D print, if it fails halfway, that's time wasted. Um, so it's a long time. But I think the I think I paid thirty dollars plus shipping for it, so it was like forty bucks. Right. Like we said earlier, time is money. Time is you know, money. if I can buy something for forty dollars instead of waiting eight hours for it to print and possibly fail, because three D printers are not perfect, um, you know, money well spent, and um, it sped up my my business card process. Yeah. But um, you know, if you haven't checked out, if it got, uh, for the people watching, if you haven't checked uh, out seven uh, thirteen makers dot com, go give their website a spin. They've great, got a lot of site. really Yep, they've got a lot of really good jigs for laser engraving. And and like I said earlier, I'm I'm not a big fan of competing with everybody else for their little niche items. Could I could I make a business card jig that does four cards at a time and sell it for fifteen dollars plus shipping? Sure, all day. I yeah. could. Yeah. Um but you know, that's the onesie well, twosie. And I mean that just from another perspective too, like you certainly could do that, but that already exists and you would be competing with somebody else who's already well known for making that item. So why not spend your time doing R and D on something new that the market hasn't seen yet? And, and, and that's kind of where our, where our focus is right now is, is making things that not everybody else is making, or there might be one other person making it yep. and selling it for what I, what I call stupid, ridiculous amount of money. Sure. Um, you know, I, again, I'm about giving back to the community that, that gave me a lot of help, um, before and after the purchase of my laser right. and you know it and the community's helping me now to this day i mean you I, I, you guys invited me on your web, on your podcast this is so cool it's not even funny it's great having um, you on thank you <laughs> but um one of the things that we like to specialize in is custom jigs so if, if you need a jig for something and nobody else is making it give me a buzz um right. It's it's not hard. Um, I've done quite a few custom jigs. Um, I've done a few rotary tables and uh, designs uh, for that bolt right onto your existing rotary that you already have. Mm-hmm. Um, or we can do we one that we did was we essentially took the uh, the three the scroll chuck or the three jaw chuck off of the rotary uh, because it's only attached with an adapter plate, and then we made our uh, our table jig to bolt right on to that adapter. So right. it, we're, we're a lot about using what you already have to make things better or work better for you. Yep. 
instead of, I mean, I could go buy a rotary, you know, for 180 bucks or whatever it costs and, you know, and sell it with the table attachment on it. Or I could sell you something for 50 bucks. Right. It bolts onto the gear that you already have because those things are kind of standard. Yeah. Um, and if they're not, it's very easily adapted. Right. And, you know, it, most everybody's got a 500 millimeter or 50 centimeter tower. Mm-hmm. Um, they go right under it. And you don't need a big lens. You only need a 70 millimeter lens to get on a, on a table because you're only engraving one item at a time. And then the item, you know, spins around like a record player and the items are only moving underneath the laser. Yeah. So, again, custom jigs. That's that's kind of that's kind of what we want to do. We want to well, be able to and, make you the things that nobody else is, is doing. So we're trying, you know, to make that easier too. That's one of the things I've actually been spending time on is selling a service rather than a product on right. the laser everything marketplace. You were such an early adopter to that too. You've been here early for everything. You're here early for the channel. You're here on the Patreon early first on the LMA. Now you're first on the laser everything marketplace. It's not open yet guys. I'm working on it, but uh, you're on there. Your Etsy products are there. It's ready to go. We literally just need to like turn it on. We're getting very close. Uh, I just hired a bunch of people that are helping me like fine tune the things that we couldn't get right with the like outsourced work that we had done on it. Um, it's, it's coming along great, but you were there like day one. What what are you excited about? Why, why do you think that the Laser Everything Marketplace is going to be successful? Because I know that people that make products like low-cost jigs don't sign up for services they don't think they're going to make sales on. So I'm really interested to hear why you're stoked to be there. Well, so the, the main reason why I'm, I'm stoked to be there, again, I, I go back to this, is the community gave me so much support and so much help when I was starting out and it didn't cost me a dime Mm -hmm. and, you know, call it, pay it forward or pay it back or whatever you want to call it. Um, Just the amount of support and the, you know, Hey, come on, let's go take another step, take another step. You know, we're almost to the finish line. Let's go. I got that. And I want to give that back. And if I can do that with inexpensive items that help other laser engravers and, and make, and help them to be more profitable, because you know nobody wants to spend eighty dollars on a jig or fifty dollars on a jig, and then you know they got to sell half a dozen of whatever the widgets that they're making, yeah. You know just to break even on the jig that they bought, much less the their materials and products and everything else. So the other thing is we are a niche community. One of my friends ex- told me this. Today. He says that is. He says you're going on YouTube. Holy cow, that's such a niche. Um, uh, not market, but what's the word I'm looking for? A, a niche group of people, because there's not, you don't see advertisements for people that are doing laser engraving or right. you know, la- laser cutting services. Not, um, yet. not yet. Not yet. But I mean, like for the stuff that we do, Alex, I mean, I, yeah. I watched when you were doing episodes, when you still had your store open and you had your brick and mortar retail store and people were walking in and dropping stuff off to have, I paid attention to every one of your videos. And the, one of the videos that impressed me the most was when you were doing those um, those hay forks and you had to come up with a jig so that you could. And I don't even remember how many of those those little hay pick and forks things were in the box from mm. China. Mm-hmm. But there was 
easily a couple hundred, if not a thousand of those things in the yeah. box. The and little, were, uh, the, the pigtail turners with the yes, wooden the, handles. Yeah. yeah yep, those, yep. Uh, we, they, I have friends that have horses and they, and they call those hay, cool. hay forks and <laughs> they, it. they break off chunks of alfalfa and they throw it in the horse's feed mm -hmm. bucket and blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. Anyway, watching you, I don't think it was live. I think you were just recording it, but watching you literally on the fly come up with a jig and I'm like, you know, I can do that too. Yeah. And, and so again, I go back to, we are a very niche community and why not have a store? Yeah. You know, at the end of the street in your niche community, I mean, it's such a great idea. And, and, and if the, you know, myself and, and, and a few other people that are making, we'll call them products for engravers mm -hmm. um, jumped on the bandwagon and we didn't, you know, try to outdo each other by, you know, I'm selling mine for $24.99 and he's selling his for $25. And none of that BS. I, yep. I don't want to play that game. That's not why I'm here. Yep. I'm not here to make a million dollars. I've got a hobby um, that pays. And I, eventually I want to get a, a UV Galvo mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. just because I want to be able to do, I like making gifts with yeah. my lasers and my CNC machines. Um, the last four Christmases, all of the gifts that I've done are have all been made by hand, awesome. uh, whether they were on the CNC machine or the laser or engraved uh, with the fiber or the CO2, et cetera, et cetera. I, I want to get back to that because, I mean, let's be fair, any asshole can go on Amazon and spend 100 bucks on his kids and and call it quits but it you know i'm i'm 52 years old i'll be 53 next month um i kind of grew up old school where gifts had meaning you know and, and the person that was buying the gift um put some actual thought into it i mean you know it's not a gift card but so your store you know the lma uh we'll call it the lma lma marketplace is that what uh, laser, laser everything marketplace yeah because it'll right, be so for beyond the lma yeah absolutely okay. it's gonna be for so everybody. yeah the, the the laser everything marketplace um it's such a great idea because people are going to when they buy their laser or thinking about buying a laser they're going to want to need items for their lasers to make their jobs easier focal mm -hmm. sticks jigs um sources for uh, raw materials like blank coins and 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 all things engravable on uh, with with low quantity and you don't have to you know subscribe or or pay a fee to JDS. Um, <laughs> yeah. The I'm not, I'm not a fan of those. Um, yeah, you know, I've been working for the federal government for 24 years now. Um, there's a particular brand of communications radio starts with an M. Um, not a fan very much like um our friends at apple and and their proprietary bs mm -hmm. um that they jam down everybody's throat but i i'm not a fan of that i don't like proprietary anything yeah me neither. i mean i i i wish i had could have coined the the phrase open source yeah right um, you know free to everybody um i i like that idea but i like money too so but th that being said um they can co they can coexist. I think can. those things can coexist. Yeah, you could I be I look at uh, not to get off on a tangent, but I just I have to say something about this because it drives okay. me nuts. Yeah, yeah. Um uh look at laser everything. Uh you know, if you've been in the LMA, man, 99% of the most vital important information you need to succeed is up on the channel Absolutely. for free for everybody. 
I've always been committed to that. And I, I like money too. I like feeding my kids. I like having a comfortable home to live in. You know what I mean? I like being able to put gas in my car, but people that subscribe to the LMA are, I, I, I firmly believe they're voluntarily, we don't hold anything hostage. There's nothing behind a paywall. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't give you three of the five secret tips to laser engraving nope. on the channel and then charge you for the other two. You know, Not it's, at all. you can, you can have an open source project, uh, open source project and be a successful business person at the same time. I, I absolutely 100% believe that. I just wanted to throw that out there because that is laser everything. That's it, how we it operate. It absolutely is. Yeah, and, that's how we operate. That, and that's why I'm such a big fan of, of laser everything. Um, I, you know, folks, um, I, I, I follow a lot of groups on Facebook and um, I answer a lot of questions and a lot of people are having, you know, issues with focal length. You know, they don't understand why their laser is not engraving on one thing, but it does on another thing. And it's like, yeah. oh, well, you're out of focus yeah. or, you know, this, that and the other. And uh, one of the questions that came up a couple of days ago, um, I referred them to the video that Kyle did on the blue pocket knife. And you were doing the mm -hmm. pattern masking. Yeah. Oh, loved it. <laughs> I, I Your technique and, and, and. The way that you simplified it was genius. Uh, I, I just, I, I, uh, I saw Alex's version when he was doing it with Adobe Illustrator. And I'm like, ooh, that looks long and hard. And then <laughs> Kyle comes out and he's like, yeah, all you got to do is click this, click this, and boom. And then he drags it across. And I'm sorry, Alex, you okay? Thumbs up? Still breathing? Good to go? Okay. Um, anyway, so Kyle, kudos, buddy. That was, that. it was Again, open source, just another way to make things easier. And and that's the other thing, too, about LMA and, and the Laser Everything video channel. With the different presenters that you have, you get a different perspective. And, and you know, there's, you know, I, I hate to use the phrase, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Yeah. Um, you guys show that. And, Alex, you, you yourself have, have shown many different ways to approach or get to a solution with with. A particular material dude i change my mind all the time too like <laughs> I, I seriously like you'll you'll watch one episode and i'm like this is the best way to do this thing and then i'll like a yes. month and a half later i'm like see this those is videos. the best way to do this thing and i i because i'm always learning too and we we talk about this on the podcast yep. all all the time i don't want to beat a dead horse but um I, I am constantly learning. And when I figure out a better way or a cooler way or a new way that I've not seen before to do something, I like sharing that with people. I am not always going to be right uh, the first time or the second time or the third time. No. And a ton of this is subjective, right? Uh, a ton of this Absolutely. is, you know, what what's the best way for me is not going to be the best way for Boyce or for Kyle or whatever. So uh, things are always changing, always evolving. We're always learning. We're always trying to update our information, have the, the most up-to-date, accurate information. And having more people involved, to your point, uh, only accelerates that and amplifies that. So, Absolutely. I, I think it's also kind of like video editing. There's... 30 different ways to, do, to edit a video. There's different processes, different shortcuts you could like, and it's kind of that same kind of style, if you will, or flow that makes perfect sense. It, it and does. I'll say, and I'll say for myself, when that, when that marketplace opens, Alex, I'm going to be the first sucker on there, man, because I'm, I'm new to it. I'm not going to bother looking for suppliers yet. So I'm just going to wait. So whoever comes there is going to get my business, period. I'm just going to go all in because that's yeah. the point of this thing. So we own a little we, uh, atmosphere. 
we when we started the marketplace first it was kyle and i uh were in there doing the coding and stuff trying to figure out how the back end software works uh and then we brought in a team from india uh and i had them kind of do like the brutal grunt work that needed to be done to get things like the gears turning and get things actually like like moving and then we hired uh, Amanda. Uh, she's awesome. She's down in New York City. And Amanda's our full-time web dev now, and she's polishing it up, and she's going to do maintenance and uh, make sure that like we're, we're good to go for launch. And we're very, very close to opening now. I, I'm really hoping for September, unless something, some kind of big you know, roadblock comes up between now and then. Uh, things are looking really, really good right now. And I'm, I'm just so excited to share that with everybody. And you're going to be one of our star sellers, man. You're... you're certainly one of the most active you've got a huge library of stuff they're going to be putting out there for people right out of the gate and uh so i i just i want people to know about your products thank you whether the, whether it's on etsy or on the laser everything marketplace or wherever uh, you just you offer tools that make people's jobs easier and it's i feel like it's my job to make sure that people hear and see that so no thank you very much awesome. we, yeah, of course we definitely just, appreciate that just for you guys you want to find his jigs it's j and j custom treasure on uh, Etsy. Yep. Yep. Okay, that's the best way to find it. Uh, we can put the link in the bio or in the uh, edited version. And I think, yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a great place to call it for tonight. We're coming right up on an hour here. Um, James, are you joining us for a bonus episode today? Absolutely. Perfect. Awesome. Great. I love this. Perfect. So uh, if you guys want to hear more from James and you're not already signed up for the LMA, go sign up please help support the channel, laser everything. It pays our employees. It manages our communities. It makes it possible for us to uh, continue to make more content, whether it's the podcast, audio or video, our tutorial content, our fun content, uh, you know, the, the discord LMA, Facebook, all that stuff uh, takes a lot of time. And uh, a lot of people have given uh, a lot in order to make these places possible and the LMA supports that. So if you want to find out more, you want to keep listening to what James has to say, uh, et cetera, et cetera, go join us over there. It's masters.lasereverything.net. Uh, if you can't swing it right now, no big deal. Content's free for everyone anyway, uh, but there are links to our absolutely 100% free Discord and Facebook group down in the description check those communities out instead they are awesome they're full of amazing people very kind very very incredibly helpful um if you're listening to this on apple podcasts please leave a review uh, those five star ratings on apple Podcasts make such a big difference uh, as far as discoverability goes so if you have a second and you're thinking about it please rate and review on apple podcasts i think that's it am i forgetting anything guys that sounds like Thursday. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, boys. I'll just say Thursdays. We're going to be having another podcast on Thursday still. Uh, we'll be yep. coming back around for more people. Yep. It's going to be, I, I, we're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good sticking to our schedule. So uh, every, every Tuesday and Thursday at uh, nine o'clock PM EST, we're going to be right here with, with another podcast episode for you. Uh, lots of content coming out. Uh, blah, 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 blah. You've heard it all. All of James, links to everything he's got going to be down in the description for you so make sure you check that out and uh i think that's all we got thank you so much for joining us today 
This was, thank you for, uh, thank yeah, you for was, having me. Of thank course, you very man. Much. This was so much fun. I, I love picking your brain. You just got so many interesting tids, tidbits in there and so much just say and share. Uh, so I, I really wanted to get you on so we could get you up on, on the platform today. Very much appreciated. Thank you. No worries. And uh, boys, Kyle, thanks for chilling. Appreciate you guys. Of course. And uh, I, I, yeah, I think that's it, guys. So thank you much for joining us. And we will see you in the next one. Perfect. Have a good night.